across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. I hired Viral Marketing to run my real estate marketing campaigns, and you should too. Go to hybendigital.com backslash viral, V-Y-R-A-L, and ask for the Hyben special. Rockstar Nation, we have a very interesting guest today. I have with me Ryan Smith. Now, Ryan uh, hails out of Toronto, Canada. He is a real estate agent, but what... I want to talk about with Ryan today is his podcast. Ryan has started a really cool podcast called The Niche Agent. Now, he's from Canada. See what see what the difference between niche and niche has already got me doing. Um, he, he's from Toronto, Canada, and he in Canada, they call it niche. In the U.S., they call it niche. We decided, uh, based on Michael Mayer's recommendation, who did also did an interview with Ryan, that we're going to just call it Nike, right? That sounds good to me. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, tell us a little bit about your podcast, and um, then we'll take it from there. Sure. So I'm an agent. I've been in the business just over six years. I started on a team as a buyer's agent. Uh, we were doing about 100 deals a year. After about a year and a half, I went out on my own, started doing my own internet lead generation and building my own business. I ended up having a small team. I had myself and a buyer's agent and assistant. And then I really realized I enjoyed helping agents more than actually just selling itself. So I started doing a lot of training. Um, I'm with Keller Williams myself, so I took on some of the training roles and I got involved doing weekly training. And then I really took on a passion for helping agents and I ended up becoming the productivity coach in our office. So that kind of spurred me into thinking, what can I do to help agents more? And what are their options that are there, there to help agents? And the, the podcast just came naturally because I got people asking me all the time, how can I lead generate? What can I do to grow my business outside of just A, B, and C to grow my business? And I started coming up with ideas. I just jotted down a ton of ideas to generate business. And that's kind of how the podcast started. That's cool. I like it. I like it. And uh, it's a great podcast. I was on there and I've listened to some episodes and they're they're really neat. And we're going to delve into some of the more interesting ones here, too. Um, so why don't you talk to us, Ryan, about an ebook that you wrote called 101 Real Estate Niche Markets. Nike yeah, so, markets. Go ahead. Nike, let's, let's, exactly. <laughs> Nike markets. Talk about that. I think you said there's basically, we're not going to go over 101 today, but let's go over the six types that uh, they all fall into. Yeah, so basically what I did was I took all these ideas, everything I can think of, and I put them into a list. I had over 250, but I took 101 that I thought were really neat uh, markets, and I started seeing a trend, and I found there was about six different types of uh, niches or niches or Nikes that uh, – were falling into that were coming up. So the first one was marketing and lead generation. So that could be anything from styles like door knocking, using TV, media, video marketing, things like that. The second was uh, location and lifestyle. So that could be waterfront homes, beach homes, islands, vacation homes, luxury. And then the third was occupational niches. 
or Nikes, and uh, that could be going after military, farms, uh, churches, and then the fourth is uh, home style, so that could be specific type of style, bungalows, condos, student rentals, historic homes, things like that. And then the fifth is uh, demographic, so it could be seniors, cultural backgrounds, languages, generational, and then the last is client needs, so it could be rent to own, short sales, relocation, schools, investors, things like that. This is great. This is really good stuff, and I think it comes at a good time. I I had someone ask me yesterday, actually, they sent me a, a message on Facebook, and they said, Pat, you know, uh, my office manager is telling me I need to do FISBOs and expireds, and I just have this panic attack when I go to pick up the phone. I just don't like it, and I thought to myself, man, there's so many other ways to get business you know, there's so many other ways it would flow and feel so natural for this agent, and they would, um, and they would just love their life a lot better if uh, they did something that kind of fit their personality and fit their uh, who they are as a human being, rather than uh, something that feels so forced. So, so why don't you take us through these uh, one at a time? Let's start with the first one. Okay, so the marketing and lead generation, that tends to be where some agents find a lot of success because they may have a, a degree in, or background in marketing, so they already have skills and transferable uh, talents they can take. So they may already know how to do videos, they may already know how to do door knocking, they may have door-to-door -door sales, things like that. So some agents may be doing those things and not even realizing it's a niche, and they can turn that into a hugely successful business. So one of the guests that we've had on was uh, James Festini. He's yes. in California. Yes. And I... his, his niche is uh, door knocking, and he religiously does door knocking and has tremendous success with it and just knocks it out of the park and knocks on the doors literally out of the park, and he just does very well with that. Um, something like open houses. We had uh, Chris Suarez. That's the, the base of his business was built on open houses. He did was doing open houses seven days a week and built it into now I think he's at a 70-plus million dollar a year business. So the marketing and lead generation style can be very effective if you have skills or if you know how to just hone in on it and just master it. And that's, and that's what I love about this conversation because those guys have skills. When I did cold calling, I was a cold calling fiend back, uh, back in my early years, and I loved it. I mean, it was just – it got me high. You know, I liked doing that, and I think that's the key is there's got to be one of these six – areas and then a niche within these six areas yep. that gets you high that, that makes you feel good um and if this is not your thing then don't do it then go on to the second or third one so with that let's go what's number two so yeah number two is uh location and lifestyle so this is tends to be where people are actually they've got experience in that lifestyle so maybe they already own a cottage and they live in the cottage community so it's just kind of natural for them to work in that community um, I've got a guy that does golf course homes. He's a golf fanatic. He loves golfing. For him, it's a natural progression because he's already golfing. He's made, he's connected with all the golfers, and he sends gets a ton of business just from the golf courses. Um, I I haven't had the, anyone on my show yet, but I'm trying to get the guy on from um, HGTV that did islands, and they have a whole business based on islands, and they sell islands. So oh, for him, wow. that was his lifestyle. He loved islands, and he that's their whole business is based around it. So the location and the lifestyle tends to be something that people resonate with or are already kind of in that lifestyle. Okay. So we have, number one, the prospecting. Number two, the um, the lifestyle. What about a third one? 
So the third is occupational, and that, again, that tends to be where people come from, their past experience or connections they have. So military, we get people who are in the military or have connections in the military and they do that. Uh, there's agents who do like dog kennels. They've got experience with dog kennels. They've well, they're well connected in that industry, and it kind of makes sense for them to do that. Uh, farms, I had a guest on, uh, Kevin Avery. He grew up on a farm. He's a farmer himself. And his whole business is based, he said about 65, 70% of his business is based on selling farms. And it just continue. he's passionate about it. He loves it. He knows his product. He knows his clientele. And he can outsell a farm better than an average agent trying to sell a farm. So for him, it just comes natural and it works for him. Yeah, I, I was, uh, there's an agent that I know locally that I'm going to get on the show, Ed Robinson, and I was talking to him last week. He sold 70 houses to teachers last year, and he expects to sell 100 to teachers this year. I mean, talk about a niche, right? I mean, that's 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 exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, The that's one of the things when I got started, I was running through different types of um, occupational niches that we can go after, and I put together a program for nurses. Um because I am single, so I figured it was a good fit to, to go after <laughs> the nurse market. But uh, we we had a bit, an idea behind it was because the the occupational niches they tend to be camaraderie based. They tend to stick together, and it was, if you can get into that market, they're going to share it. They're going to spread the love between their own organizations, and you can really target those people because you can get into their places of work or demographics and, and markets and get in front of them. Absolutely, like in my book and. Chapter five, I talk about build, which is build on a success up, not from the ground up. And when you're in a niche market, you can build from a success up. You All you need is one sale to one teacher, and you you can build to 70 on that. I mean, you yep. could be like, you could make that one teacher the most famous teacher in, in the world just by talking about, yeah, I've, I've, I've got experience with teachers. You know yep. what I mean? So, and you may not even be the best real estate agent. I mean, you hopefully are competent and good agent, but by building, playing off the other skills you have and the connections you have, you can do far better than some just an agent who excels at writing offers or negotiating. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. So we have prospecting, we have lifestyle, we have occupation. What's number four? So home style. Now, this is one that tends to be um, – a lot of people are drawn to because they may live in that style of home or depending on their market, there may be an abundance of this type of property or a lack of, and that may be why they specialize in it. So I had uh, Ian Watt on. He does condos in Vancouver, and he's been doing the business for about 10 years. He's top 1% in all of Vancouver, so there's 10,000 agents, I think, almost, and he's a top 1%, and he sells only condos. He said in the last 10 years, he's only sold three houses. Because he said, I don't know houses, I don't care about houses, I don't want to know about houses. I live in condos, I know the lifestyle, I know what's important, and he's just made that his market, and he's just had wild success with that. That's great, and, and I'm going to, of course, ask you for an introduction to him, because I have not heard of him, and, and seems like the type of guy I'd like to get on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely connect you. Okay, so prospecting, lifestyle, occupation, home style, which I hadn't even thought of, you know, which is cool, you know, and... Uh, and uh, there's certain plenty of, of ways to do it. One of our prior interviews, we had, um, uh, I, I believe it was Colton Whitney, where he did. Did you interview him with the um, with the contemporary style homes? No, no, I haven't, but I'd definitely be interested in yeah, having yeah. him on the show. Yeah, all contemporaries in the D.C. Metroplex. Um, okay, so a home style, what's number five? Number five is uh, demographic. So this tends to be 
like their seniors. I had to Chris uh, Newell. He's the the president of um, the senior agent in Canada. It's a de it's a designation. So he works with seniors. Uh, there's agents who work with Gen X, Gen Y, or first time buyers. So again, this tends to be something you can relate to, or something that you or a market you can connect with. The senior market is huge, and the Gen X and the baby or the millennials is a big market that a lot of people are, are cashing in on. Yeah, that that's great. I'm I'm just wondering how you do that, right? Like um like I understand the condo thing. Uh, you know, I only do condos. I've sold three houses in the last ten years, uh, is what Ian would say. Um, yep. Uh, you know, you, I guess you got to decide who you are and who you are not. Absolutely. And if you want to be the senior and you are a senior and you be, and you're bold enough to say, I only work with seniors, I guess there's some legalities, maybe, maybe not. Um, there's probably a lawyer that could, uh, <laughs> uh you know, fix some words for you, but yeah. But uh, it, it, it could be huge, you know, same way like a waterfront specialist. Why not just do a senior specialist? I especially if you if you were bold enough to put in your ad something like I only work with seniors. Yeah. And with this, uh, the, the, uh, the senior agent, they have a whole training on how to position yourself, how to package it, how to get in front of it, because there's a whole different set of needs that they have um, how to rely on allied resources and partner with people to get in front of them because again it's a, selling to a senior citizen is a different market for one I never even realized it uh, Chris was talking and he said a lot of times you may be targeting the senior themselves but the decision maker tends to be the children so it's how do you get in front of the children because they may be the ones who are making the decision on what happens at the house when they go to sell the house so it's there's a total different variables and things that can happen in outside of just typical real estate when you work with something like seniors. That's great. So we got prospecting, lifestyle, occupational, home style, demographics. What's the sixth one? And uh, client needs. Yeah, <laughs> it's client needs. So that could be something like investors, relocation, uh, accessible, so accessible homes. That can be a, it's a huge one, especially with the aging population, as well as people having more uh, accessible with with the laws i don't know what it's like in the states but we've got a lot of new laws coming out with accessible uh, design um, so accessible and very free homes can be a huge market okay so client needs so is uh, what what's another example other than uh, a handicapped person sure sure um wine connoiss connoisseurs There's people oh who, they have a huge wine collection or um i had uh, denny lyons on and he goes after musicians so for a musician what their needs are is going to be totally different because they want either privacy, sound, they want music studios, or something like a car enthusiast, if that's important to them, going after their needs can be a de definitely uh, give you an advantage. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, there's certain areas of, uh, of Maryland where, a lot of areas of Maryland, where you can't park trucks and you can't park commercial vehicles. And, and, and you know, if you're a plumber and you, you, you don't want to spend money, extra money, um, renting special space or special uh, you know areas to park your company trucks and that sort of thing there's a there's a huge client need for that in certain areas where you know you, you're allowed to park six trucks in your backyard or or, yep. or get a big garage to do stuff in in the back that's detached and not be bothered by your neighbor so yeah that's that's cool okay well good stuff well um would you be willing to share that um, ebook with me, and I can put it on our uh, website and link it to uh, you? Absolutely, for sure. 
So, guys, if you want to go to hybendigital.com backslash Ryan Smith, pretty easy to spell, R-Y-A-N, Smith, um, we'll put this 101 uh, real estate niche markets on there and uh, for free. So, good stuff. So, so let's talk about some interesting niches. Let's talk. Sure. What, what, what are some of your most interesting ones that you found from agents you've interviewed? So... So far, I've had some really neat ones. On I've had uh, one of the most interesting, I would say, is um, missile bases and missile silos. So there's people in doomsdayers, doomsday preppers. Yep, they they do that, and it's not even just the preppers because they said that's part of their market. But there's just people who are very eccentric who want a unique living, and their business is called 20th Century Castles. So they said it's kind of the modern castle. They're taking these structures that were built military grade, below grade. Some of them are some of them are underground. Some of them are above ground. Some of them are both. And they have built over the tw last 27 years. They've had the business and completely done very well for themselves, just selling missile bases and missile silos. Wait a minute. So, m uh, how 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 is that? Is this like a a silo on a barn that they? Yep. <laughs> that, that, okay. So. They get a barn, they rehab it, and they put a m missile in the silo. You're gonna have to dig deep. We're gonna have to dig deeper in yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. So it's actually, it's actually military that were built back when they had the missile crisis with the Cuban missile crisis and stuff like that. There was military bases across uh, North America, and they had missile silos already built underground where they stored these missiles. And they were now uh, decommissioned. The military doesn't use them anymore. They've sold them off, and now people are buying them privately and converting them into homes so they have basically underground bases some of them are 10,000 20,000 square feet and they are living and converting these into homes and some of them not just for homes a lot of their clientele use them for um, like data storage companies so they'll because they're so secure and safe they're bomb proof they're shock proof so sometimes large companies will buy them for their uh, mainframes and stuff for their computers that's crazy I, did, I had never heard of such a thing yeah so they, that was one of the most interesting. It's, but that was I wanted to show people that you can really have a really unique niche, and still make a great living from it, and be very, very targeted and very specific. Wow, that's uh, that's neat. Okay, what else? So I just launched uh, this week. I had Jackie Youngblood. She's the host of TLC's uh, Buying Naked. She's what? a nudist herself, and she sells to the nudist community. And she's done very, very well for herself. Okay, so um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so uh, first of all, there's a show called Buying Naked about yep. because um, you know um, I forget who it was. It might have been Festini. It might have been um, one of my guests. I'm at a loss now, but that uh, was telling me the story about how uh, he tried to to list a house with some nudists, and they got really offended because. He didn't take all his clothes off um, on the listing appointment, and um, so I, I guess that's the deal. Is like dum da dum da dum. She drives to the listing appointment, and then she gets there and boop, buck naked, and a sign here. I mean, what's now? She actually she stays naked, or she stays clothed during her her uh, working with her clients. That she works in a community, and they have a large community, so they've got homes, condos. It's basically a whole community that she works in, and it's I think it's the second largest in in the world, and so it's basically a whole area of fellow nudists, and she just does amazing in that in that community. So, 
I can't believe that she is not a nudist herself. No, she she is a nudist herself. She's been since 1980s. But she keeps her clothes on. Yes. <laughs> For the real estate part, she said. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder why. I mean, because uh, I wonder why they don't get upset about that. Say either you're, you are or you're not. You know what I mean? Like uh, you're a false prophet. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I'd like to talk to her too. So what did she find? So she sells uh, – so so where is this place? I didn't even know these places exist so other than she's beaches. She's in Tampa, Florida. So she had um, she had retired. She moved there with her husband, got her license. I think it was in the late 90s. And started selling just general real estate and then realized, man, I have my own community here. Why don't I go after my own community? She started targeting them. Her business really took off. And then a couple of years ago, she started getting a lot more media attention. As a result of the media attention, she got the show on TLC. And ever since then, especially, her, just, her business has shot through the roof. And what she said, which what I found was very interesting, was it wasn't just the business locally that she's gotten. It's now she has become the central point for other nudists across North America. They're calling her and saying, hey, I'm a nudist in Tennessee. Who do you know? And now she's connecting other people and getting referrals from all across the world. And she said, I'm making money from people just calling me and I'm connecting them. Wow. See? It could, I mean, she could make money. Uh, she could make a ton of money just, just, just dishing out referrals like that. She's, she's a mega agent with Keller Williams, and she's actually yeah, she's doing a lot of business. So it's not just a hobby career for her. Yeah, it's amazing that it's, uh, it is a, a, such a real thing, and it's, um, and it's big. I mean, there's, there's tons of communities like that that, you, that that no one really wants to talk about but really exists. I'm sure there's one for, like, swingers. You know, yeah. again, something that, that, you know, people don't want to talk about, but there's probably they, they swinger communities. Yeah, tons of, uh, I know, um, you know, the gay community has not, you know, embraced that like they, I, I think that they, they, they can. I've talked to several gay agents that, um, that, uh, that say there is no close-knit organization that where they can, you know, refer uh, yep. and, and, and work together yet, uh, like there is for certain races, you know, we have the, you know, the NARAP for Hispanics and the, you know, there's the, and, and every race and religion generally has a, you know, more of a niche group. So it's interesting how you're going to see more and more of these niches pop up. And I guess the thing for our listeners is to think about this is, can you be the first one to, um, publicize your niche group uh, like Jackie is and make money from it. Yeah, and just being the first person to do it can definitely be one of the hugest successes. If you just come out with something, sometimes it could be it could be cheesy just to get into it, but being that first person to do it can be all the difference between success and not. Just thinking outside the box. I have a guy coming up on the show who is a vegan, and his whole market is he focuses on other vegan activists, and that's his whole business is based on vegans. Boom. So it's not Boom. real estate yeah. specific. It's not about their – it's just he's found a target. He's found an audience that he resonates with and can, and can get into the community and now has built a whole business around that. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe uh, you're going somewhere with this. I do believe you're going to see more and more of this. And, and, it, and it just – I think at the end of the day, it just feels better for the agent um, – and and more of a flow for the agent, more just more natural to work in their 
uh, niche. You know, cops understand cops, and yep. there's nothing wrong with it. You know, we had a John Clady on, uh, Clady on the the the, the show. You know, he was a, a state trooper for 17 years, and and uh, you know, tons of his business is just police officers, and they, and they trust him, they they like him, um, they understand him, and um, and and it's a lot easier for him to sell a house to a cop than it is. To a teacher, it is just is what it is, not right yep. or wrong, you know. Yep. And it's it, after doing these interviews, I've done, I'm, I've had thirty plus interviews with now. The the passion behind these people when you hear them talk, it's undeniable. Like I because I coach agents in my office as a productivity coach, and they're just going like, okay, the average agent's just saying, what do I need to do to get this? I need to make some money, okay? And they're not passionate about it. But when you find someone who has a niche and they're passionate about it, they just their the business can't help but explode just because of the passion they have behind it. Hundred percent. And I go back to what I said when we first started with this call I got yesterday or this this uh, Facebook message I got yesterday where the guy's just hating it what what he's been told to do to how to be successful. He just hates it and I guarantee it, I don't know what it is. I haven't talked to him but um in depth, but uh but I'm I'm sure there's a niche that he could uh, you know passionately explode. Yeah, and my advice too is a lot of times people think they may be pigeonholing themselves or there's not enough business right away. It, your your niche doesn't have to be your only source of business. Now, if you can make it your sole source of business, it becomes easier and less expensive and more be- a better way to grow your business. But you can still sell real estate in the traditional sense while you're getting your niche rolling. Absolutely, and I, and I do think that there's power in deciding who you are not. A hundred percent. Yeah, having that, and drawing that line clearly in the sand, and the more clear you can make that, you're not going to uh, uh, attract everybody, and you don't want everybody, and if you think you're going to try to attract everybody, you're going to lose more money and be in this business quick. It's You have to figure out who that market is and who it isn't and go after the market of right. who you want. And it's, it, and it's not a matter of when, uh, if. It's a matter of when. I think that if you are... A, a lesbian gay agent and you are hiding and uh, serving all communities, eventually um, somebody is going to come out in your market and be like, I'm the gay agent. Yep. I'm and- the gay agent. And, and have a, a, you know, whether it's a, a huge rainbow in the back of their uh, photograph and everything is uh, gay community and da 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 da. And, and then all of a sudden your friends. Uh, who you thought you had locked up are going to be, oh, I use them because they, you know, you know, are the gay agent. Well, what happened? What happened? You know, well, you know, they specialize. I mean, it's like a, it's like it goes to, you know, a doctor. If you're a doctor, would you rather get operated on if you had brain surgery, a doctor that only works on your type of aneurysm or your type of a brain issue? Or would you rather a doctor that does uh, brain, heart, lung and, and everything else? Yeah, exactly. And as soon as you and you make that distinction very clear, people will now start resonating with you. A perfect example is Jackie Youngblood, the nudist. She said, I was a nudist myself. I was still in real estate. My friends, family, and community knew I was in real estate. But once she drew the line and said, okay, now I'm a nudist real estate agent and focused in that community, her business went through the roof, and it just took off. Right, and then she got a TV show, and one thing led to another. And if she had never drawn the line, not interesting. No TV exactly. show, no, you know, I mean... That's great. You want to hang out with high-minded business people whose sole goals are, number one, to create more passive income through real estate, and number two, 
build bucket list adventures together that they'll remember for a lifetime. If so, go to GoBundance.com. That's G-O-B-U-N-Dance.com. Hey, it's Pat Hyben here. You know I own a real estate team currently with my partner, Mike Sloan. We do over 250 homes a year settled. You hear a lot of ideas on these shows, of course, and you know that not all ideas that you hear are are created equal. It all starts with a database. A database is the foundation of your business. It is your business, your past clients, your sphere, unconverted leads, not ready to sell or buy yet. You need to get that in order before you do anything else. So I just wanted to pass along the word that I've recently hired Viral Marketing to fix this for me, and you should too. They interview us on an HD webcam to create two educational videos a month, and then they send these to the database that I give them. It takes about 30 minutes a month from me. It's super easy, and I get leads to call every single time an email blast is sent. The pricing is flat and affordable. They do all of the work. Top agents around the entire country use them. And in fact, if you go to hybendigital.com backslash viral, that's V-Y-R-A-L, hybendigital.com backslash viral, you can get a copy of my real estate marketing campaigns, the ones for the Pat Hyben Real Estate Group that work for me and Mike. They will show you the results that I'm seeing so you can see if it'll work for you. My stuff is working and you should model it. Well, why don't you leave us with one piece of advice uh, for anybody out there that is thinking about, you know, um, becoming a, um, a a niche agent of, of some sort. And like, what is the first step they should take? And what is the second step they should take? So the first is research your market to see if there is a market there for it but don't get caught up in just the research. So sometimes people will go and say, oh, that's too small of a market, but sometimes that small market is actually what makes it better. But look and see, I mean, if, if you're gonna say you wanna be a nudist agent and there's only three nudists in your, in your town, then that may not be a viable business for you. But the biggest thing is find a starving audience, is find someone who is underserved, who has needs that you can solve. And don't try to be don't try to bring your value to the table without actually solving their problem. If they have a, if they're nudists and they want nudist help, then solve that. If, if they're a police officer and they their issue is, hey, they're on uh, shift work and part of their issue is showing properties late because they're shifting back and forth. If you can solve that problem, then do that. So basically, it's find a starving audience, find a solution to their problem, and if you can do that, you'll be successful. And like Nike says, just do it. Exactly. <laughs> well, this has been a great call. I'm I'm glad we did this call. I think that you've offered a ton of of inspiration and meat and potatoes for our rock star audience. I know I'm going to get comments on this about uh, different niches, and uh, I can't wait to share them with you. And uh, I will definitely put your free ebook on uh, hybendigital.com backslash Ryan Smith. And uh, Ryan, thanks for being on the show, and uh, make it a great day, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. 
These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hyphendigital.com for resources, how to's, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I know how much you love audio. So I decided to bring my best selling book, Six Steps to Seven Figures A Real Estate Professional's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Own Destiny to your ears. That's right. Go to hybendigital.com backslash six steps audio. Again, that's hybendigital.com backslash the number six steps audio and download your copy today. Everyone who purchased the book will also get my exclusive bonus chapter of what I'm up to now for free. This episode is a podcast pilot production, helping real estate agents fly through the big skies of podcasting. Visit podcastpilot.com for more information on how you can use podcasting to promote your real estate business.